Um, before we have communion this morning, we just want to invite anyone up to come up and get anointed for, or if we need to come to you, we can come to you. You can't hear that? No. <laughs> Open your ears. Push your button. Here, I'll look at you and talk. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> can you hear me now? Hit your button. Where you are invited to, um, if you would like to have come up and be anointed, or we can come to you. If, if you need healing this morning, if you need a touch from the Lord, um, just come up. And Chris, just come up over here. Chris will anoint you with the oil and say a blessing over you. And then you can sit back down and we'll have communion together. So, Joe, if you could play that music. And anyone who would like healing or uh, need a touch from the Lord, you could lift your hands. If you need it, Chris can come to you. There you go. Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we don't want to stop anything that you want to do here this morning, Lord. We don't want to control your Holy Spirit. We ask that you would control us. God, we pray, fall right now, Lord. Fall on us, God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost. Fill us, Lord, as we surrender to you. As we surrender to you in our hearts and in our minds. And as we come before you, Jesus, as we come before you, Jesus, and we remember what you did on the cross. We remember the sacrifice that you gave of your life, Jesus. You gave your life. You shed your blood because you love us so much. Your love is so great. You loved us then, right now. You knew us then. You knew the people who'd be sitting here this morning. You knew them when you went to the cross. You had a plan for their life before they were born. You had a plan, and it was a good plan. Lord, that's what you spoke to us through Jeremiah. And we receive it this morning. And Lord, we just pray again. Lord, I just keep hearing, pray for the breakthrough. Pray for the breakthrough. Lord, we pray, God, for the breakthrough. We pray for the breakthrough, Lord. Lord, you are more powerful than anything on this earth. And there is no chain that can bind us. There is no chain that can bind us through the power of Jesus.
And we come against those chains this morning. We come against them as we partake of the body and the blood of Jesus. As we partake of the mystery of Christ and his blood and his body broken for you. Broken for you. Broken for you. Broken for me. So that we could be healed. We could be healed physically, mentally, spiritually. His body was broken for us. His blood was poured out for our forgiveness. And as we, all we have to do is say, Lord, I want it. I trust you as my Savior. I trust you to save me. I trust you. And I pray this morning that we would trust him. We would trust him. And even as we partake together of his holy communion, his body and his blood broken for us, his blood poured out so that we could be forgiven all guilt gone. He took it to the cross. He took it to the cross. And he knew it that night when he sat in the room with his apostles, when he sat with them, he knew. He knew that night that his physical life was going to be taken. It says that when he was in the garden and he was praying that he was so stressed that he shed tears of blood and that blood actually poured out of his sweat glands. And that can happen. It's a, it's a scientific physical event. And he was so, he was all man, but all God. And he was so scared and beaten. Like, we can't even understand it really we really can't but he gave himself he put himself in that place the holy god of all the universe put himself in the place to take every sin that we would ever commit everyone everyone and he that was his grief because he had never been in that place before where his his father was going to have to look away just for a glance so that he could win victory but when he took our sins when he took them on himself and he said here put me on the cross he laid there willingly he laid there willingly. He took the nails in his hands and his feet. And he, I just can imagine in his heart and in his mind, he was just millions and millions of people that he would see, that he would know I'm saving their life. I'm saving them for eternity. Because it's not just our life here on earth, it's our life for eternity. So as we partake together, we partake of that night. 
We partake of that time. We are like one of the apostles sitting in the room with Jesus. We're sitting there with him. And he's looking at each one of us this morning. He's looking at us and he's saying, I'm going to the cross for you. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you because I love you. Lord, help us to know that. Help us to feel it this morning, to feel that pulse of your love in our heart. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm just going to read this scripture to you because the word is alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It can do miracles in your life, in my life. It can do miracles. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For, I'll, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks. And he said, let's take our cup. He said, take this cup and divide it among you. That's the unity of Christ. That was his representation of what he was going to do for all of us today. He said, take this cup and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from, of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Let's partake together with Jesus this morning. And as you take it, just let the blood of Jesus come over you and, and fill you with himself. And, your, and forgiveness and cleansing. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that cleanses us. The mystery, the miracle of your blood, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for that night. We thank you for what you did. For every drop that was shed. And we pray that it would cover us this morning from the inside out. And then he took the bread. Just hold it up in your hands. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. And he took the bread and he gave thanks. Can you imagine? He gave thanks, knowing what was coming. 
knowing because he was so thankful. He wanted to be our sacrifice. He wanted to pay the price for us. So we just break it before you this morning, Lord Jesus. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's break it together and let's partake together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we pray this morning for everyone who needs healing, who needs a miracle. Father, we pray, oh God, send your miracles. We need your miracles, Lord. We need your miracles, Lord, to speak to the world, to be a witness, to be a testimony of your love and your power and your grace. And we humbly come before you this morning and we thank you for Holy Communion. We thank you, Lord, that this act of communion brings us into unity with you, Jesus. Brings us into healing. Brings us into forgiveness. Brings us into deliverance. A setting free to walk with you. A setting free to go forward as the disciples did. And they went around and they spread the gospel. So as we partake together this morning, we pray, Father God, the anointing of the apostles to come over us, O oh God, and that we would share our faith and our belief with others, and we would pray for others for their healing and their deliverance and their forgiveness, Lord, as they receive you. And we just, we give you honor, we give you praise, in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Amen. Amen. Couple announcements. Um, we are got internet finally down here at the church praise god we got one thing that we're missing that they've got to bring to us and that's for all you guests out there we're going to have a guest thing on so you guys can get on it right joe knows more about it than i do so but there'll be a password we can give out to you guys so you can get on to the internet if you need it uh, for anything um so but that's yet to come the other thing is check out the church app we have sermons on there, and soon now that we have the internet, we'll be able to do our, our blog that we have. So we'll be getting that thing going pretty soon, So which is pretty exciting. So for those, and then another couple of announcements, you know, Phil's been doing a great job here at the church uh, cleaning it. So thank you, Phil, for doing that, working hard. Joe's been working hard fixing our gutters out there, and we're finally coming up with a Solution so we don't have any more water coming into the church, hopefully, over there. So, we got to kind of tore up. So, if you do have to use the restroom, you got to kind of go out the sanctuary door here, go outside and around, and come back in through the old 
kitchen where the kids' room is for now because we got also the stair tore up out there too, and that's where the water's been coming in at. So we've kind of got that problem resolved. So now we will hopefully by next weekend everything will be all put back together and everything will be normal again. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that'll save a lot. That's going to be a lot of uh, headaches gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Although I was thinking the other day when I saw the water coming into church, I was like, water is a sign of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to fill the church. Amen. So thank you, Lord. But anyways, anything else that I mentioned? We have Annie's birthdays today. So if you see Annie or, or wish her a happy birthday, if you next time you see her, they're on vacation, her and Jordan and the kids. Jackson's birthday was on the 29th. Was it the 26th or 29th? Jackson's birthday. 26th. So wish them both a happy birthday when you see them. So praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Title of my sermon today is Holding On to Jesus. We need to be holding on to God with all that we have and not letting go. Amen. Amen. We need to let go of the world and the cares of the world. You know, I like that one song. The cares of the world grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And that's the, that's the God's honest truth. You know, it's going to be amazing when we see Jesus face to face. It's going to be amazing. It's like this world is going to pass by us and everything that we care, everything, all the cares, all the worries, all the stress, it's all going to just fade away. It's all going to disappear. All your struggles. It's all going to go away. That's what's amazing. I just, to think about going from this life to the next in a twinkling of an eye and not even looking back at this life as like it never even happened after we've been with Jesus for a millennial. Think about that. After we've been with Jesus for a thousand years, are we even going to remember our lives on earth? Are we even going to remember all, everything we've gone through? I don't know. I, I just think that it's God's glory and grace is going to be just so great in heaven. I mean, we can't even fathom it, but it's going to be like, it's just going to be amazing. We're going to be in awe every day. Think about that, being in awe every day, being excited to wake up every day. Being excited to see, even if we sleep, who knows if we're even going to sleep? You know? Who knows? God knows. But we've got to let go of the world and we've got to look to the one that's a coming. Right? We can't hold back. We can't hold back. We've got to run the race. We got to hold on to Jesus with all we got. 
Because God has so much more for us. You know, God has so much more for us than this world can ever offer. And we got to believe that with all our hearts. God's kingdom is so much greater than this earthly kingdom that we're living in. And we got to believe that. We got to know that. We got to hold on to that. That hope, that faith, that work in what Jesus did for us. That he died and went to the cross for us so that we can live forever with him. And we need to hold on to him now more than ever. Because this earth is, a, is going through some things that it's never gone through before. The earth is going through birth pains. The earth is wobbling, right, Ephraim? The earth is wobbling. The moons are wobbling. The stars are falling. The earth is quaking. There are storms that we've had that we've never seen before. When you get six to, you know, didn't they just have six to ten inches of rain in Buffalo, New York? In three hours. Come on, in three hours. That's pretty amazing. That's more rain than what California gets in a year. We have recorded some of the largest CMEs from the sun. The earth is cracking, shaking. There's sinkholes everywhere. We're having straight line winds that are strong as tornadoes, and we're having tornadoes on the East Coast in places where we've never had tornadoes before. You know, I heard the other day that the Weather Channel's coming up with some new alerts. Some new severe thunderstorm alerts that they're going to come out with. Because they can't understand what's going on. Because some of these storms that are coming through are so strong. And the weather patterns are changing so much. We're being warned of supply chains that are breaking down. That being our supply chains, being our truckers, our airlines, our, our um, ships. We're having all these things that are happening. Right now, we've got pandemics, we've got famines, we've got plagues, we've got wildfires, we got earth warming, we got seas rising, we got volcanoes going off, we got wars and rumors of wars. What is going on? What is going on? We got people leaving the churches. The churches are empty. We got false teachers, preachers, and prophets that are out there. They're not teaching the gospel. They're not telling, they're not warning their people of what's coming. They're not preparing them. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. If you're not watching, 
If you're not, if you're not preparing, then you're going to be caught off guard on the day when the Lord returns. You know, the gospel hasn't changed ever since Jesus has been walking on the earth 2,000 years ago. The message is the same. Repent, for the kingdom of God draws near. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. That has not changed in over 2,000 years. Today, we still need to repent because the kingdom of God is near, and it's nearer now than it was 2,000 years ago. I wrote down here, if you're in sin, it's time to let it go. It's time to get right with God before it's too late. If you're waiting for God to return, if you're waiting for God to come across those clouds and see him with your own eyes, if that's what you're waiting for, for you to believe that he's coming back, then it's too late. You can't be waiting to see it with your own eyes to believe it. You have to believe by faith. Amen. We believe the gospel by faith. I mean, and we have so much factual things in our gospel that we believe. Like Jesus died on the cross. That actually happened. Jesus rose from the grave. That actually happened. Jesus walked for 40 days with his disciples after he died on the cross. That actually happened. Those are facts. The Bible writes about it, but not even the Bible. Other nations have written about what Jesus did. There's other books out there that talk about Jesus rising from the dead, performing all these miracles. Those things actually happened. And if that actually happened, then when Jesus said that he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride, then we better believe it. Amen? Amen. We better believe it. And we better be ready for that day. Because if we're not ready, then we're going to be caught off guard. Amen. And that day will, will come up upon you and you won't, it'll be too late. Don't wait before it's too late. Believe now while you still can. Accept Jesus while you still can. I wrote down here actually, turn now while you still can. Turning means repentance. Repentance means turning toward God. It's time we just not just turn to God. It's time we run to God. It's time we run to God. And then it's time to hold on to God. Because there are going to be things that are going on in this world that are not going to be easy to get through. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't have God, if you don't have Jesus to hold on to, then what do you have? All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. You're going to fall apart. 
You're not going to be able to handle the stress. You're not going to be able to handle the things upon, the, upon this earth. I don't care how strong or stubborn you are. There is no one stronger than God. No one. In all of my strength. <laughs> you know, my strength is nothing to God's strength. Who can birth the universe by just speaking it into existence. Who holds up the stars in his hands. Who sets all these earth and planets and everything in motion. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. And it says, no one comes to the Father except through him. Period. Period. There is no other way. I'm sorry you cannot earn your way to heaven. You can't be, you can't, you can't be good to get to heaven. You can't do the right thing, say the right thing. You can't live the right life. There is nobody here is righteous, not one. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus. And that way is believing that he died and went to the cross for us so that we may live. Jesus didn't die and go to the cross for us so that we would die and perish. He died so that we may live. Jesus came to this earth so you could live. Oh, I pray that you believe that and that you accept Jesus. Because Jesus has so much more for us. Jesus has so much more. You know, we look at this world and what it has to offer and we think it's great. We're excited about it. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for this. When Jesus has so much more for us than what this world has to offer. The devil is a liar. The devil is a deceiver. The devil wants to kill you, steal you, and destroy you. And if he can make you believe that you are living in this world, and that you're part of this world, and that you can, you're just hungry after the world, then you're believing a lie. Because this world will spit you up and spit you out. Chew you up and spit you out. And if you think you're the best at what you're doing, there's always somebody better. If you think you're the fastest, there's always somebody faster. If you think you're the smartest, there's always somebody smarter. Or the strongest, there's always somebody stronger. And that's just a fact. You cannot compete with this world. And you're not meant to compete with this world because we're not even of this world. Our world is a heavenly one. Our world is a kingdom world. Our world is an eternal world. With God as our light. With God as our shepherd. With God as our protector. Amen. That's the world that we're living in. That's the world we're longing for. That's the world we should be living in, I should say. Oh, I believe that you'd pray and accept Jesus today while it's too late. Because, you know, our best day on earth 
our best day on earth can't compare to what it's going to be like in heaven. Can't. It won't compare to the days that we're in. It won't compare to the worst day in heaven. I can't even imagine a worst day in heaven. But our best day on earth will be so much greater than our worst day in heaven. Which I don't even think there is a, such a thing as a worst day in heaven. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you're in heaven, you're in glory land. Everything is made straight. Backs are made straight. Bodies are healed. Disease is gone. Your body is made perfect. You get a new name. That only you know that God gives you. Do you know that when we get to heaven, God's going to give us a name, a stone on it, a white stone, it says in the book of Revelation. And on that name is going to be your new name that only you know. And God is going to give it to you. Personally. That's going to be exciting. Amen. Amen. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Don't let them hold you back. All of this religious stuff is all nonsense. It's crazy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to wait for God. I'm just going to wait for God to return and then I'm going to believe it because then I'll see it with my own eyes. You know, the Bible makes it perfectly clear that every eye will see, every knee will bow. Whether you're a believer or not. You know, believers, when they see Jesus coming in the clouds, they're going to drop to their knees. Because they see the Savior coming. And they're going to be worshiping God. Even non-believers who think they're going to be able to stand are going to be put down on their knees. Because you know why? Because he's the king. He's the king. He's the king of glory. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king. And every knee will bow in honor of the king. The righteous king who comes in all of his glory. In all of his splendor. In all of the heavenly host. With him. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one above him. There is no one that can even compare to him. And when he shows up, we're all going to fall to our faces. Whether you're a believer or not. You know, the Bible tells us about these days that we're living in. Jesus told us all about it. Jesus told us all about the days that we're living in in Matthew chapter 24. You can read it. You can look in Luke 21. Read it. Read the book of Revelation. Read Matthew 24. Read Luke. It says in Matthew 24 verses 12 through 14. It says because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold. I want you to put your heart on a meter, a scale, a meter. And I want you to look at your heart and say, where is my heart toward God? Where is my heart toward Jesus? Where is my love meter for God? Is my love meter low? Is it where it should be? 
Is it, is it warm? Well, I don't know about being warm because, you know, being lukewarm, you get spewed out. Is what it says in the book of Revelation. God said you'd rather be hot or cold. And I'm telling you where you want to be is hot. You want that love meter. You want that heart meter to be hot. But it says in the end days the love of most will grow cold. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people falling away from the church. And I'm not talking about a church with four walls, a building. I'm talking about people, people, real people, real church. The body of believers falling away. Because of the increase of wickedness. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most. Most is a lot of people. Most is a lot of people. I can't count most. So if I looked at most in here in this little group, I would say most of us would be like maybe this half of the church. Two-thirds, right? Most. More than half. I would say most is more than half. Pretty scary. It is scary. But it says, in here, Jesus says it. And this is talking about the end days. He's talking about the days we're living in. Can't you, know, can't you see that there's wickedness abounding us all around? And people are glorifying the wickedness. They're glorifying it. I'm going to tell you what. I wouldn't want to live in any major city in the United States. No. I am thankful God planted me up here on this hill in Jesus' name years ago. Never thought I would see the things I'm seeing right now going around the world. But most of our major cities in the U.S., crime has gone skyrocketing. Murders are out of the charts. They haven't seen numbers like this in forever, in a long time. Sometimes they've never seen numbers this high. Because of the increase of wickedness. Because where there's a lack of lawlessness, wickedness will abound. I wouldn't want to walk down the streets of New York City. You don't know if you make it, you don't know if you can make it to the grocery store and home without being shot, killed, or beaten. That's living in fear, isn't it? And that's not what God wants, because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of sound mind. But that's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to be living in fear. He wants you bound up, because his will is to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he can get fear in your heart, fear is not of God. What it says in the Bible... Perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. Goes on to say, Jesus says, But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Well, that's happening right now. The gospel is being preached throughout all the nations of the world. 
Thank you, Jesus, to the internet. Thank you, Jesus, to the television. Thank you, Jesus, to missionaries that are out there on the front lines preaching the gospel. Amen. Getting the word out. Jesus said that 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. It's happening today. Everything he said 2,000 years ago is happening today. We're seeing it play out right before our very eyes. I heard a guy say, even the prophets long to see this day. The prophets long to see the days that we're living in. Just like they long to see the days when Jesus came as a baby, a virgin, born a virgin. Born of a virgin. <laughs> Let's get it straight. The prophets longed to see the day when Jesus performed all of his miracles. When he walked on water, when he caught, when they caught all the fish, when they healed all the sick. You know, Jesus went about in his ministry preaching repent for the kingdom of God, drawing near, driving out demons. Healing the people, setting the captives free, preaching the truth. It's not changed, has it? His ministry hasn't changed. It's still the same. Still the same. There's still demons out there to be cast out of people. People need to be set free, healed and delivered. People need to hear the truth, the gospel, that God loves them, and that he loves you so much that he sent his only son for you, to die on a cross for you, so that you can live. We have to stand firm. Can't let our hearts grow cold. We can't let... The devil lied to us and pulled us away and lull us away asleep. We can't let them take our children or our grandchildren. We've got to bind them up, cover them with the blood of the Lamb. And the blood of Christ. Bind up the devil, cast them out. We have to stand firm. We have to be rooted in Christ, built up. Because if we're not, we're going to be tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro with every wave of doctrine, with everything new coming down, with everything that we're hearing. We can't let any of that take us away from what God has already established. We can't let it pull us from the truth. We can't let the devil deceive us. And you got to remember, he comes as an angel of light, disguised as an angel of light. He's a crafty old snake. He's in the business of deception. Because he wants to deceive you. And think, oh, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. Just wait for Jesus to come and accept him. Just wait till you see him coming over the hills. Yeah, they've been saying that for a long time. You got time. You got time. We're running out of time. And you're running out of time. 
We got to get our families and our friends saved. Amen? Amen. It's time to take back what the enemy has stolen. Amen? Amen. In John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Think about that. You're messing with the devil. This is what he wants. This is his plan for you. See, if you're messing with the devil, see, the devil tries to copycat. He's a copycat because he's not creative. He can't do anything. He's a copycat. See, Jesus has a plan for your life and a plan for you to prosper. The devil has a plan for your life. He has a plan to steal you, to deceive you, and to kill you. Just like Jesus. It says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the full. In some, some verses it says have it to the till. That means life more life than you can ever imagine. That means a life that's eternal. That means living really free. You know, the enemy has stolen so much from us. He's stolen so much from us. So many people. So many blessings. So many things. It's time that we demand them back, right? I went to a conference one time in Ohio, in Columbus, with Rod Parsley's church, World Harvest. You know, and it was great because he, he was talking about the, how the devil has stolen so much. He's like, devil, I want my stuff back. I want my stuff back. I'm putting a demand on him. I want my stuff back. The devil wants to come and steal your stuff. Jesus wants to come and give you stuff. Amen. The devil wants to come and make you slaves. Jesus wants to come and set you free. He came that we may live and live a full life. You know, when I was writing that, I couldn't get this picture out of my head. I could not get this picture out of my head when I was writing this and thinking about this. You know what? I thought, oh, when we go to heaven... I can see us going up to the pearly gates. You know, Grandma mentioned something about the pearly gates today. Going up to the pearly gates, and there's the devil. And then as I'm walking in, I'm like, all right, devil, give me back everything you've stolen from me. All those years on earth that you stole from me. All the blessings, all the words, everything that God sent for me that you stole. I want it back. And him having to fork everything over. And as I'm thinking of this, I'm seeing him emptying out his pockets. And you know, we think of the devil. Just, and this thing, this was, the picture I had in my mind was like Gollum, you know, from the Lord of the Rings. You know, this weasley little thing, you know, just emptying out like his pockets sticking out with nothing left in him because I'm taking everything back. But then, you know what? The Holy Ghost said to me, he goes, why are you waiting for heaven? Why are you going to wait until you get to heaven to get your stuff back? You can have everything right now. Amen. You don't have to wait to go to heaven to get everything back. 
at the pearly gates. Holy Ghost said to me, he goes, you can have it all right now. You don't have to wait, my son. I sent my son so you can be free. I sent my son so that you don't have to wait. If the devil stole from you, you demand it back in Jesus' name. Because it's yours. God does not take back any gifts. He doesn't take back any gifts that he gives to you. You can have everything he gives to you right now. Amen? And that's what I'm claiming. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to take it back today. I want my stuff back. I want all that stuff that was stolen from me. I want those finances that were stolen from me. You know, more than that, Lord, maybe some emotions. <laughs> my wife will like that one. <laughs> maybe some emotions. Lord, what about the times I got hurt? I want that back. I want, what about the strength I feel like I'm getting... I'm losing. I want that back too. What about my mind? I want that back. I want to be sharp as a tack. How about my hearing? I want that back. How about for my family? I want them all saved. I want them all set free, healed, and delivered. Amen. I want them all healthy and strong. I want every attack that the devil's ever sent to me and my family back. And I want all of our kids to prosper and be in good health. Just as God wants us to prosper and be in good health. Amen? Amen. I want that back. I want everything back. Anything that anybody's ever said that stopped the blessing of God, I want that curse broken. I want those hexes broken. I want anything they've said about this place to be broken in Jesus' name. I want God's will here in this place. God said this place should be a house of God, that it was built on righteousness, that this place was built on love. I want all that stuff back. Amen. I want it back. And I want you to turn every ill-spoken word against this place back on those who spoke it. So that they will realize what they've done so they can repent and be set free and be healed and be brought into the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm not out to condemn them. I'm no judge. I want them all set free, healed, and delivered. Bind up the devil on them. Pray for them. Pray for your enemies, the Bible says. And, I, and I'm the kind of guy, I don't think I have any enemies. It's true. I probably do. But I'm not going to believe it. I don't have an enemy. I have one enemy out there, and that's the devil. Because he doesn't like me, and he doesn't like you, because you are a blood-bought child of God, and you were bought with a price. You've been purchased by the blood of God. What higher value can you have? There is not... A nugget of gold out there. There is not a diamond out there. There is not a pearl out there that is worth more than you. There is worth more than you. There is nothing. You are a child of God. You are a blood-bought child of God. Amen? Amen? And God loves you. And He cares for you. And He wants the best for you. And He has the best for us. 
You know, this is the craziest thing. God has the best for us. The very best that we could ever imagine. And people aren't accepting it. I tell you what, if I walked up to you, Dylan, and said, hey, here's a $100 bill. Would you take it? Yep, he sure would. Why can't we be like that with Jesus? When Jesus says, here, I've got a life for you that's everlasting. That's full of joy, no pain. God will wipe away every tear from your eye. I'll set you in a mansion that I've custom built for you. Right? He goes to prepare a place for us. Mansions, it says in the Bible. He got rivers of life flowing from the throne of God. God is all encompassing in heaven. His glory fills the kingdom of heaven. He, we don't need a sun or a moon because God's glory is so bright. But yet people turn it away. People turn that away. They say, I don't want that. Why? Because they believe the lie of a devil. They believe the lie of a devil. You know, think about Jesus when he was tempted by the devil. When the devil took him to a high place and he said, Jesus, you see all these cities on the face of the earth? You can have all of this. You can have all of this. If you would just bow down and worship me. Jesus rebuked him and said, I get thee behind me, Satan. The Bible says, worship God. And him alone will I worship. Because he knows that the kingdom of heaven is nothing compared to the kingdom of God. That's like throwing him a penny. When there's millions out there to be had. You think about it. But people are rejecting that. And they're running after the world with everything they've got. Because that's the only thing they can see with their carnal eyes. That's the only thing they can fathom in their mind. When there's so much more out there for us. Amen? Amen. Don't fall for a lie. Don't fall for a deception of the devil. Don't let him deceive you that this time on earth is all we have and then that's it. So to go live your life the fullest. That's a lie. There's so much more out there for us. But we got to hold on to Jesus and his promises. Because this world is going crazy right now. And it's not going to get any better. But I'm going to tell you the life after this life is so much better. That's why we got to hold on. Hold on church. It's going to be a wild ride. It's like being on a roller coaster. 
This world is going through birth plagues. All these things are happening at once. That's how we know it's the end time. It's not like, oh, well, there was this happened. This happened last year. Or this happened, you know, five, ten years. Everything that's happening right now in the Bible about the end days is happening all at once. It's all being compressed. All the famines, the wars, the rumors of wars, the plagues, the pestilence. What do you think pandemic is? A plague and a pestilence. What do you think they want to do with us? They want to try to lock us down again. They want to have control. It's because the devil wants to have control because he's losing it. And he knows he's going to lose it soon. That's why he's going crazy out there. That's why the increase of wickedness is growing. Because the devil's running wild. Because he knows. He's trying to get as many pulled away from the kingdom of God as possible now. But greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is the king of kings than the devil. Greater is the Lord of lords than the devil. Greater is he. Who is in you than he who is in the world. And we're called overcomers. If we just hold on. If we just stand firm. Stand fast. Stand fast. Amen. 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 Father I thank you Lord and praise you for this day. Lord I thank you Lord and praise you for this body. Lord God. I praise you and thank you Lord for your word. I pray Lord God your word is sharper than a two edged sword. Able to pierce bone and marrow. Lord God, let it go right to our hearts. Lord God, help us to believe. Forgive us for our unbelief. Help us to repent and run to you when we're in sin and ask for forgiveness quick. Lord God, so that nothing can hold us back. Let us not be deceived by the devil and his lies. That everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Well, the only way it's going to be okay is if you're a blood-bought child of God. And you're in the kingdom. If you've accepted Jesus, then it's okay. Don't let them deceive us that it's going to be okay by just waiting and then making a decision later. No, the day is today. The, the time is now. Lord God, I pray this. And I pray, Father God, for this day, for all those out there that are hearing me, that, Lord God, that they would, they would turn to you and run to you with all they have. And, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that if they receive salvation, that they would receive salvation and be set free. Lord Jesus. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And I pray if they do that, that they would reach out to us. And let us know so we can be praying for them. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. And I thank you for this day. I thank you for all my grandkids that are here. I pray your blessings. I pray your healings upon them. I thank you for all my friends that are here and family that are here, the church family, Lord God. I pray that you would bless each one of us and those that couldn't make it, Lord God, and those that are traveling back from vacation, that you'd keep them safe and protect them in Jesus' name. And I just pray all of these things and give you all the praise and honor and glory. And I thank you for my beautiful wife, who's a great helper. Lord God, fill her more with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.